0: I've spent my whole life painting what other people want. Feeling uninspired. Can't figure out what I want to do. Lost touch with your dreams. What do you mean she doesn't exist? I'm looking right at her. She's on the Nine Sisters album. What you need is to be amused. You know the expression
1: kiss by amuse? What?
0: The lady says she's amused? She's amused. Bring back the magic in your life with roller skating, big hair and disco dancing. Stranger things have happened? Yeah, I guess they have. With Olivia Newton-John.
1: Nobody's ever taken anyone out of
0: here. Gene Kelly. I' right. back. Show and Michael Beck. Ah! You know that dream of mine to get out of here? Well, it's happening. And you're all invited to the biggest disco opening ever. Come back and shake your groom thing at. <laughs> when dreams come true. Saladu <laughs> on Showtime Greats. <laughs> oh, I've been known to twinkle a toe at
2: Welcome to the show, everybody. These are the movies that made us gay. Yay! Woo! Everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. With me, as always, is Scott. How are you, Scott? Hello, Pete. Well,. We've got a doozy today and we also have a very special guest. Scott, why don't you help me in uh welcoming yeah. friend of the podcast? Friend and of the
3: podcast.
2: Very and special guest today, Darren Elms.
3: Darren Elms, Podcast Virgin. Darren, how are you doing today? <laughs> Hi guys,
4: I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. This oh, is you're so very fun. welcome.
2: Welcome to the show. Thank you.
4: Darren, what did you bring us today oh, God. to talk I, about? I this brought, this bag of crazy. I brought you one of the best films. I've ever seen, and one of the first films I fell in love with, and that was the movie that made me gay i'm pretty <laughs> I'm sure hundred yeah. percent sure this was it. it is xanadu wow xanadu wow,
3: mm-hmm. um do you want to give a little like I mean we can put plot into quotations, okay,
4: I'll give you the quick yeah the quick, the quick like, summary okay, yeah. so A muse by the name of Kira comes down from Mount Olympus to (laughs) 1980s Los Angeles to inspire an artist who's having a bit of hard luck, he's not very inspired um, with his work, and um, ends up falling in love with him. And at the same time, rekindles an old romance with someone she inspired back in the 1940s. And together they all form a roller disco called Xanadu. That's basically the plot. Of the show.
2: That's the entire plot. Yeah. And it took
4: them an hour and 40 minutes to get through that. To get through that. There's a lot of padding in this movie. There is, but every ounce of that movie is just glorious.
2: Oh, it's pure genius. Uh, I was telling you earlier, we watched it last night just as a refresher. And I had seen it before, but I, I don't remember at what point in the movie I was thinking nothing is happening.
4: Oh, yeah. No, it makes no sense. And Well, let me give you a little background on when I saw this movie. Sure, yes. So I may be one of the eight people that actually saw it in the movie theater Wow. back in 1980. I was six years old, and I had two girlfriends, Patricia and Denise, and I went with them to go see a matinee of Xandadu. And you're from L.A., right? I'm from L.A. Yeah. In fact, I saw it at the Fox Theater. Well, now it's an office building, but right there on – on Sepulveda in Westchester, Um, there's this beautiful old theater called, I think it was called the Fox Theater back then. Anyway, Mm -hmm. saw it there, and um, we just fell in love with this movie. And we had the soundtrack, which was actually, I'm sure we'll talk about, a much bigger hit than the movie itself. And uh, we had it. We would go down into the basement and put it on (laughs) and just act out Every single number, the yeah. three of us. I mean, it was so magical. We'd stand against the wall and pop out of the wall like muses. <laughs> I mean, just this little gay boy and these two, you know, girls. I mean, one that looked like Daria and the other one that looked like Cindy Brady. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It. it was it was rad.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean th- the music is re- is really
3: good. Yeah, EL- I f- I ELO like did some of the soundtrack. Yeah, um, I, feel I like for- the ELO songs. I forget his name. Do you remember the guy that wrote for Olivia Newton John? Because he wrote Sean all of her songs. Gerard? Yeah, I yeah. Think. And he wrote like hopelessly
2: wrote, devoted to you. He wrote yeah. magic.
4: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which was a huge hit. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was going to ask about that. It said that he he wrote Olivia's songs and then ELO wrote. Right. So if you have the, the, the album,
4: the first side is all the stuff I believe written by. By John Farrar for her, sure. And then the second second half is all the ELO music, and Funny. then the Xanadu. I believe they all collaborated on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm not 100 percent sure. Have you I'm
3: ever heard um, ELO's demo track where they sing Xanadu?
4: No, it's really really good. It's no, on no. it's on one of their best of albums. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't heard it. Yeah, it's, it's just good. ELO no, doing I doing haven't. the song Xanadu. I actually went and saw ELO for the first time live last year. Oh wow! And, I mean, it's still um, Jeff Lynne. Yeah. Everyone else is new, but um, <laughs> I think, but uh, amazing they did all over the world. Uh, yeah, all over the world. I cool. think that's the that's one my favorite song, of the song that they did. Soundtrack. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's pretty great.
2: Wow. I mean, okay. So we're riding. She's riding high off Greece. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: well, and also <laughs> I was reading that this movie was kind of meant to be a little more modest, kind of capitalize off of the roller disco movies of the late seventies, right? And then once they got Olivia Newton John hot off of Greece. And then Gene Kelly signed on, it just became a bigger deal. Sure. And the budget went way up.
4: Well, it's just it's interesting because you look at those two characters of those two actors, and really the movie is such a it's such a spin on really kind of the highest points of their career. You know, you yeah. have Gene Kelly from the forties and yeah. then you have Livingstone John who started the eighties and now they kind of come together. And that's really what that whole show is. It's this weird amalgamation of like, you know, forties glamour and mm-hmm. like and then eighties weird. That in between like disco yeah. and rock, like that, that transition year where disco was kind of dying and then you have like the new wave coming in. It was It's an interesting year. We were talking music. about
2: that last night during the, the big dance number that's like the 80s versus the 40s. Yes, mm-hmm. the and tubes. All, yeah, that, the tubes are great. The dancers, I feel like it's that thing where people who are not in the new wave or the punk scene are mm-hmm. like, we're going to do a new wave slash punk scene but right. they're not in that world right. so they're they're pulling references that they see on MTV or yeah. magazines and making this weird, like the dancers looked
4: crazy. No. Yeah. That whole number, I think again, scared me a little bit yeah. when I was a kid. I mean, I was six years old and I was like, wow, that is so crazy. I mean, yeah. it looks like a crazy sex orgy. Oh my like, God. At some points, yeah. you know, they're just like girls hanging off electrical equipment. Yeah. Like, and the male zebra, dancers are
3: wearing skin tight. And there's, like, and there's kind skins. of like a
4: West side story, like showdown <laughs> between the two yeah. genres too. Yeah. It's it violent. I know. Uh, you know, I remember, a kid thinking, wow, that was super sexy and kind of adult, but I mean, it didn't really offend me. But right. I remember, I, I always look back and say, like, as a six-year-old, did I find any of that sexual? Right. Did I get, did I pick up on any of that? Because mm-hmm. it was, you know, a little adult. Oh yeah. Know, for even a six-year-old at yeah. the time. But so was Greece. I mean, True. I look back and my parents just put that in the VCR and popped it in. And, oh yeah. I mean, let me watch it all the time. And seeing the soundtrack, which you know isn't exactly the most innocent. Yeah. Yeah. On for the sure. Planet, but I loved it, and that's when I fell in love with her and i think i just mm-hmm. wanted to be her and so when <laughs> xanadu came out and she's there on that poster just with the with the hair blowing in the wind and everything i just was like oh this is all of yeah, those, this is my movie
3: all of those outfits and i'm sure that Kara has a closet of well i have i have her like okay have it on my shirt yes. it's
2: like well, but my thing about this dress <laughs> yeah
4: this dress that she has it in like five different prints five different prints she has various accessories that come in and out she has a headband on if you noticed in the mat in one of the scenes i think is magic when she's just roller skating Mm -hmm. she has the leg warmers she has it's kind of i'm trying to remember the i mean i was alive in 1980 i'm trying to remember (laughs) like what that fashion was you know for me at that time i feel like yeah the leg warmers i remember seeing those kind of prairie dress kind of look that kind of you know, the barrettes with, I remember all the girls had those with the ribbons on them. I mean, she really kind of, she kind of dressed like a little girl. Yeah, I definitely. Mean, if you the, think there's about ribbons it. Ribbons in her hair. Yeah. A little you know. girl,
3: but then they're out in front of um, Club Xanadu, and you can see the slit on that
4: dress. It is sexy. And yeah, You is, can see very, very you revealing. You can see her bloomers. Or, very yeah, sexy. <laughs> no, she's gorgeous in this yeah. movie. I mean, we just watched the clip before we started, and I mean, that last scene, she's just so gorgeous when she yeah. comes out. And looks More adult, like she actually looks like a superstar. Yes,
3: the Olivia look when she's in like the harem, like the gold harem pant. Pant. Yeah, the deep, the feathery hair. Yes. So okay, when we first see
2: the muses on this mural, I love the mural because it's like this juxtaposition of like. There's, like, Grecian pillars, but there's also yes. neon. Yes. And, you know, the girls are wearing, like you're saying, they're wearing these flowy, like, ethereal, like, dresses. But they're these kind of, like, Holly Hobby, like, Little House mm-hmm. on the Prairie prints.
4: Oh, it's so strange. It's yeah. just
2: this crazy, like, melding. And But the some of the girls have
4: really cool, like, avant-garde hairstyles, mm-hmm. and some of them
2: just have, like... Ribbons in their hair—it's—it's yep. it's so all over the place, but it just—it kind of works.
4: It kind of works. I feel like each of the muses has their own little thing. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely more some more than others. Yeah. But I was obsessed with that opening scene. Oh as a yeah. kid. Like that was my favorite thing. Yeah. Just the idea of these girls yeah. popping out of this wall and like coming alive. And mm-hmm. I think that was I, that was filmed in a studio, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, the the mural part, but I believe they actually painted that mural in Venice oh, for some God. of the faraway shots, like when he's gonna when he skates into it yeah and then i think they shot all the dance numbers in a studio i'm pretty sure but i think that was filmed in venice wow yeah i was trying to
3: guess around where because i was just in venice last month and i was trying to guess where i think
4: you could look it up online i want to say there's a way you can kind of get a sense of what alley they shot that in yeah
2: the locations is a whole other conversation especially being in los angeles and Mm -hmm. saying okay now they're in venice beach now they're at the santa monica pier but those oh, five minutes later. Yeah. yeah.
4: Like two minutes later, all of a sudden she's going, you know, he rides off that pier, you know, and you're like, were you just on the boardwalk? And now you're in Marina Del Rey. How'd yeah. You, you know, exactly. it's like, how did you get there? Well, also, so there's fast. shots
3: of the pier that it probably looks like they picked a pier down south more. Yeah, because the landscape doesn't quite match Santa Monica. Well,
4: My other favorite part of that scene is like, you know, he she's, you know, it, for anyone who hasn't seen this movie or wants some context she's she's skating and he's chasing her in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie because she's being very elusive and kind of hiding and flirting and this is the main character Sunny chasing her the younger guy and he's just met Gene Kelly's character who's the older clarinet player mm-hmm. now turned real estate I development or something he, he made his money in family build, business building he, said he got into,
3: into family family construction i think yeah. and became this and he, rich guy and he somehow yeah. lives in the the Huntington Mansion, yes, yeah, that <laughs> crazy <laughs> house, that crazy which is house, so bizarre,
4: uh, out of nowhere, and yeah. it is or Versailles, one of the two, and I, so she's chasing him, and Gene Kelly is like back on the beach, like he's no. We're near all this chasing, and then all of a sudden, when Sonny goes off the pier, Jin Kelly's there. Just, like, hey, guys. I'm like, how did you get there? Did you Uber? Like, <laughs> yeah. who did you jump on a bike? Maybe like, he's how, been
2: on roller skates the whole time. Maybe he's oh, because I don't know. Because the the uh, not Andy Gibb looking guy grabs yes. somebody's <laughs> totally. like, oh my god, never thought of that. He somebody's like motorized bicycle, and she just gives it yeah. to him. Yeah, she's
4: like, oh sure, just bring it back. Yeah, he's like, like flirting, like, it. like yeah. I'll, Date. Yeah, I'm those like, are not oh, cheap the, or free. Oh, 1980. It was so much a simpler time. There were no you could just lime go scooters. To a pretty girl and grab a yeah. <laughs> grab a scooter and say, "Can I borrow this for like ten minutes to chase the chick?" No problem. Yeah. So okay. So just a
2: little bit of setup. So we've got the the fake uh, Andy Gibb. What is that character's name? Sunny. Sunny Malone. Okay. So Sunny Malone. <laughs> his job is one of those jobs that has I feel like disappeared to the ages. Yes. He reproduces record album covers Mm -hmm. in a large-scale format for record stores.
4: It's like when you go to Amoeba and you see all of the records up on the roof.
3: Yeah, Yeah,
2: but I mean, at that time, there were more than just one record store in all of L.A. County, you
4: know? (laughs) I guess the closest thing would be, like, people who still paint billboards, I guess, which always fascinates me. And I take it for
3: probably record stores throughout the country, they probably had to, like, outsource some of their art. yeah. And also it's a, cl- it's a cut subplot of the movie with Sonny that he painted the mural. And I, right. reading, oh. and I was reading, and I was reading throughout, oh, okay. throughout like the script changes. Cause they were pretty much writing this movie as they were filming it. Love it It just got lost. Sure. And there's even a line hmm. where he says, um, like I painted, I painted the car and a mural for someone. And that's the only hint oh, okay. of that of his connection. Yeah, because he did paint
4: the car of that guy he grabs onto when he roller skates yeah. off to find the, the venue. Sure.
3: Which would make sense if they would have kept that because it would have kind of given or him more of a connection a to, to, yeah. Yeah. to Kira.
2: But, okay, I think, though, trying to sit down and watch this movie and make, like, real literal sense of it is, like, pointless. Yeah, don't bother. It's because, not important. Yeah. yeah, it's... The thing is, he... Is he... When does she just skate up to him from behind and like just
4: kisses him? Kiss by a muse. Yeah. That's what they do. Apparently muses are sneaky bitches the and they like will roll in and just grab you and yeah. intoxicate <laughs> you and make you want to paint or He's, open a nightclub. Yeah. Or, or both. Or both. He's
2: walking down like Ocean Boulevard in Santa Monica, like that little path right by the pier. And she comes up behind him, kisses him and she starts to or he starts to chase her to try and find her later on. He goes back to work. He gets an album cover to paint, and she's on the album cover. Right. And he's like, okay, now I can find out who she is because, you know, I work in the industry. We can track her down. Uh, just a little side note his place of business, it just turns into a sitcom.
4: Oh, that place? Yeah. That was the most, as a kid, like having who to get, sit through like, those scenes, forward. I was just like, yeah. oh, God, not these people again. I mean, but I was going to tell you guys very interesting little tidbit. The blonde woman cannot. Do not know her name. Doesn't matter. But she was the original Marty in Greece on Broadway. Okay, I love that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah yes. I know. We're a little weird tidbit there because yeah. I looked her up. I was like, "Who is this Who gal?" You? Yeah, and then I started seeing some stuff about the original production of Grease. I was like, "Oh my god, that's that woman!" Yeah. in the smock, that <laughs> oh. I have to sit and watch and talk. That's like sunny. washing her brushes. Yeah. for like you know, for just like doing business, just, yeah, actor just business kind of, in the background, kind of giving sunny shit for yeah. like five minutes. And I love gets... how
3: broad they play those characters too. Oh god, yeah, that's why it just turns into co-workers. a sitcom. Yeah. yeah, it's so strange. Like if there
2: was, if there was ever like a to do like spinoff for television it would have focused on those four people who you don't care about at all <laughs> but what are their
3: backstories and he's yeah. always going at it with his boss which also feels very sitcom yeah the
4: boss is very like get back to work and yeah did he invite him to the club I mean I didn't see them in the final scene what <laughs> no, an asshole all. you know what I mean well
3: God. he left him saying that like Drinks were on the house when they opened up. Saturday. Right? Oh, so
2: Maybe true. they came on another night. Yeah, just
4: not opening because it was so packed. So okay, so
2: here's where it immediately just starts going off the rails right off the bat because Sonny, is he's like, okay, I work in the industry, we've got a record. This woman who came up to me out of the blue, kissed me, ran away. I now I see her and I'm gonna track down. You know, I know some like record, you know, cover photographers. So I have a little clip here, and what the hell? Listen
0: up. Listen, Sonny, I told you, I don't know who she is. Now, she never filed a W-2, and she never got a check. And if I never paid her, she just doesn't exist. What do you mean, she doesn't exist? exist? I'm looking right at her. She's on the Nine Sisters album. Not if I didn't pay her, she isn't. Down here at me. Now, look to your right. Yeah, that's good. Listen, Sonny, I don't know who she is. How can you not know who she is? You took the
4: picture. Listen, it sounds strange, but there wasn't supposed to be a model on this cover. I snapped maybe a hundred shots, and one of them, this girl, just jumped into frame. The next time I saw her was on the contact sheets. I liked it, so I used it. And that's the whole story. She just appeared. No, no. Appeared and disappeared. Now, don't you go spreading this around. This is one of my best covers.
2: He shot maybe a hundred shots of the front of a building. Yeah, Yeah, but well,
4: that's what I'm saying. And the album is called The Nine Sisters, which... She's one of yeah, and they just were going to shoot this random abandoned building <laughs> in L. A. called the Nine Sisters Album. She just She's just, like, yeah. just rolls by. <laughs> Hi guys, don't mind and me. Check, you know. And he had
2: this really, really, extremely high frame rate camera to like get
4: this perfect. So amazing, it makes no sense, and that's why I love it. <laughs> yeah,
2: and he's just like, oh, okay, all right, great, and right. just leaves it at that. <laughs> so okay, so we take about. The first forty-five minutes of him just looking for her, then you know he just kind
3: of meets. Uh, Weren't they at an art supply store? And oh, when he meets, and he runs into Gene he, Kelly coming he did out of the, that art. Or at the record no, it was a record store. store. A record. Store. He was okay, dropping sure. off one of his yeah. paintings. Oh, it's right because he had like the like the big band, and he had it. a Glenn yeah. Miller record. Yeah, right.
2: Uh, Danny McGuire, yes, is Gene so Kelly's
3: character. Also, Sounds we like have yet we yeah. have yet to mention that this is kind of
4: a remake yes it's kind of
3: a remake um danny mcguire was a character that he played in what was the movie called wait gene kelly played danny mcguire previously played danny mcguire previously let me find this in my notes um it is in the IMDb trivia i did see that
2: we'll we'll find out the name of
3: the movie that is
2: it's called cover girl
3: Yes. Okay.
4: Is that a Rita Hayworth movie? Yes. yes. And okay. also Rita yes.
3: Hayworth is in the other movie Yes, which that is this the, is it's a what's it a called? A loose remake of what? Down to Earth. What? Down to Earth, right? Oh my god. Which That's was been, been already this, remade right? it, like they made they remade it with like Chris Rock. But Down to Earth, Rita Hayworth plays a, a muse that inspires these Broadway producers, right? Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I haven't seen
4: the movie, but I knew okay. that it was a Rita Hayworth movie that originally inspired Xanadu. So,
3: I don't know if it was like the cart before the horse, if they were writing it and they just sort of—I feel like they made it up as they went along. Yeah. figured Yeah, they just
2: had this idea, like seed of an idea. Yeah. Let's, let's let's. Or were they just it. writing yeah. it
3: and just like, oh yeah, this has already been done. I guess we'll just. Because <laughs> well, I, I, I wonder if they I, like
4: yeah. if they were gonna if they had the idea of doing the '40s '80s mashup from the beginning and then found Gene Kelly, or yes. if like yeah. they found Gene Kelly and were like. Okay. But I feel like they must have had the the plot kind of scribbled in, and then they kind of filled it to his talents to each of their Mm -hmm. talents. Because I do feel like it's a vehicle, really, for both of them. Yes. So much of the movie. Yeah, for sure. And I'd imagine that he had very Barbra Streisand
3: demands that I will only work from eleven a.m. to four p.m. every day. (laughs) I can only. It has to be within drivable from Malibu. I was gonna. I was gonna say like a twenty-minute max commute.
2: There's no. There's no reports of like Olivia Newton-John like crying under a piano like after
4: like Debbie Reynolds. I mean, I love him in this movie, but there are moments where I'm looking at him and I'm just like, either he is just so like just drunk on the experience or he yeah. just hates every moment of being here. He can't wait to collect his jacket. Yeah. I can't tell. He's just breezing his way through the movie and he's so great. I mean it's it's super mm-hmm. charming and it's so great to see him. He looks fantastic. But I can't he feels like such an odd man out in he this does. movie because he's really the only person You know, that's not like a 20, 30 year old like roller disco dancer, you know, running around. And it's it's really sweet. But at the same time, I just I wonder what his how he felt about being in this. So I found a quote by him that was uh, in one of his memoirs.
3: And when he talks about (laughs) Tanya do, he says the concept was marvelous, but it just didn't come off. This was him reflecting on it. And also Gene Kelly in his 60s looks Amazing. Yeah, he looks great. Too. He looks great. Yeah, he's almost seventy. Uh,
2: if you didn't know any better, you could almost think that, like, maybe is he even like a real? Per- like, he's only in these scenes with
3: is Sunny Andy Gibb. Is Sunny just like
4: <laughs> making <him> a? <Yeah>, <laughs> like, he's a figment yeah, of Sunny's yeah, imagination. Totally could be fake. Yeah, super true.
2: Um, what do I have on here? Yeah, what was what was on the pier in 1980? Um. I don't know if that's the actual Santa Monica pier that it, they're on. I have no idea. But I don't think, I know for a fact that the, how it looks now is not how it looks It looks like
4: Cabot Cove, actually. I'm like, is that even <laughs> California? I'm like, looks like Rhode Island. I don't know. It's, it's just very a very strange. Uh, Angel Lansbury just, yeah, she just pops in on Cruises by on her yeah. bike. So,
2: yeah, so, so Danny McGuire only has these scenes with, with Sonny. Um, but, uh, they meet at a record store because Danny is buying a Glenn Miller album. Right now, they just met randomly on a beach like
4: days prior. Right, and he and thought he was homeless, like yeah. some some <laughs> yeah. like you know vagrant, like playing a clarinet <laughs> on, on, on a rock. rock. <laughs> yeah, and then they just randomly meet again
2: at a record store in Los Angeles. That's how it works. You just yep. see people hey, on the street. You. Yeah. Um. So he's like, "Oh yeah, I just bought this Glenn Miller album." And they have this little conversation, cute little conversation about, like, oh, you like Glenn Miller? Oh, well, you like rock and roll?
4: Come to my house. Yeah. Not creepy at all. No, come to my my mansion. (laughs) Come to my mansion, young man. (laughs) And he goes with him to the mansion. So this is where
2: he finds out that Danny McGuire was in, like, a big band, and he played on the Glenn Miller album. Right. And you know, in the '40s, and he played in a bunch of albums, and he's got all this memorabilia, this like neon sign that says like Danny McGuire's, and like, right. We find out that he was a musician, but because he had a
4: club, he had a he, club called Danny McGuire's, yeah. like a little jazz club, and that didn't work out, And yeah. So he kind of gave up the dream, and then went into the family business. But was it because of the forward. woman? Was it because of? Yes, I think he lost a little bit of the luster for what he was sure. doing because of the, because he was scorned
3: by. Was it Kira? So well, I take yes. it that
4: it's it's Kira in a different yes. lifetime. So I always took it at that is Kira mm-hmm. circa 1940. Yeah, right. That was her project then which yeah. was Gene Kelly's character. But Danny she doesn't Maguire. but she doesn't remember him. Well, I think that's intentional. I yeah. think once the muse leaves, it's kind of like she kinda know, resets. <laughs> she resets, yeah. I think it's not that she doesn't know. She knows. Okay. But I don't think she's I think there are rules for sure, muses. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of rules in Muse life you, yeah. you
3: can't tell someone that you've been their muse.
4: Yeah, you can't you're not was what's falling in love. Yeah, yeah, Also, yeah. and there's obviously... That's the Jean Kelly was in love with her, and that's why she left, and now right. this history is repeating right. with Sonny, and she's freaking out. Because that's so, the conflict of this movie, correct. is that she's
2: falling in love with him, and she's not supposed correct. to. And also, okay.
4: I think one
3: of the big flaws of this script is Sonny. So, I mean, <laughs> you sort of see motivations in his character that he wants to aspire to something. He's an artist. Take it that he doesn't want to sell out to the man doing these... Billboards. Correct. But yeah. he falls into being, like, Gene Kelly's broker, <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> essentially. Broker. <laughs> like, I guess it would be one of those things that in probably a more thought-out script, he would have clear motivations of, like, I really want to start a nightclub. Or... He wants something bigger with like his art that Kira helps him with, but right. it's sort of just sort the of left hanging. Goes away. He yeah. ends yeah. Up becoming a club promoter, basically, yeah. Yeah.
4: like a co partner in the Xanadu experience. He's the one who brings the modern eighties contemporary element to Xanadu, and thus the two worlds collide. And right. I suppose, probably in
3: ring. earlier scripts, Michael Beck was probably had some of
4: that, and it just kind of went away.
3: Yeah, yeah, I wonder
4: about his character because mm-hmm. you know he doesn't sing. No. He has not <laughs> a one no. note song, mo- barely a dance number. I mean, he does some animated things. Yeah. You know, in that cartoon. He's good sequence. on those skates. He does skate. <laughs> he does skate. He rides a bike. Yeah. He jumps off a pier. <laughs> um, you know, but he really doesn't do a lot yeah. in the show. And I think he was kind of panned a little bit for this. Yeah. For yeah. this, and kind of his career didn't really do no. much. And yeah. also, like, Michael Beck's super Beck. cute.
3: Um, the Warriors he's really good in. Yeah. And you can just tell, like, oh, we got the main kid from the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just doesn't quite land. But no, you're right, because
2: yeah. it would have been different if the idea for Xanadu or was his characters he's going yeah. through all this to make Danny's dream happen. You know? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I do have a little clip of that. Let me just play this really quickly and then we'll we'll move forward. It is
0: you ever think about going back into music no only about 20 or 30 times a day <laughs> so you're gonna do it well i can't play clarinet like i did in the old days but you know something kid i'd love to open up another joint again why don't you yeah. i've had real estate agents looking for two years they can't find it right now if it's just a place you want. That seems pretty easy. No, no, it's not easy. It's kind of like falling in love. You got to feel a special attachment, a special uh, like you and your friend, uh, Kira. Kira. Hey, why don't you help me look? Maybe you can come up with something. Me? Sure, you've got a good eye. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I guess they have.
4: He has a good eye. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Done. You're hired. <laughs> I'm going to spend all my money on your vision. Yeah. Yeah. He just finds this giant vacant...
2: Auditorium.
3: Auditorium in the middle of Los Angeles that
4: his like real estate agent somehow missed. Which is kind of fabulous, but <laughs> at the yeah. same time, yeah. A little decrepit yeah. when they approach it the first time. I'm
2: not going to say Sonny's performance is flat, but... <laughs>
4: uh, Bit. a little it's, bit <laughs> it, Well, the character is really kind of there's there's not there's a lot not, going on there not he's not there. kind of like the leading with. man without any of the you know in a musical without any of the razzle dazzle yeah. he does none of the dancing none of the singing then you bring gene kelly in to do really just that one well a couple numbers yeah. he, he only sings the one number but he dances in the around the world number mm-hmm. you know sonny's just standing there with a the cowboy hat twirling <laughs> it around you know gene kelly's doing all the work yeah you know yeah. and i mean rightly so i mean he's a legend but Sonny's kind of like the handsome young stand in. Yeah. Whereas Gene Kelly's the one doing all of the romantic lead yeah musical dancing. I read there. that
3: um I read that when they were casting and they got Olivia Newton John, she recommended Mel Gibson for the role. of really? Sonny.
4: Another Australian. Wow. A- Australian
3: and he hadn't worked very much, but she but she just knew him and she just threw his hat in the ring and it didn't really go anywhere. Interesting. Could you imagine this role with a young <laughs> It probably
4: wow. would, it probably would've worked. That might have made me even gayer. I yeah. Back then. Yeah. Not now, but Young back then man. I mean Young Dreamy. So I wasn't into Michael Beck. I mean no. that he didn't yeah. do anything no. for me. You know. No. Nah. Gene Kelly I think did more than right. she did. Yeah. She did. <laughs> Gene Gene Kelly also
3: choreographed his big number with Olivia Newton John. Did he really? And I guess that the choreography is very similar to his work of Judy Garland mm. in a nineteen forty two movie called For Me and My Gal. I guess that the, <laughs> yes. they sort of match up.
4: Interesting. Gosh, she must have been sweating bullets working with Jean Kidd. Oh, yeah. she was, was on it. Uh, yeah. But then I'm going to yeah. dance a number alongside one of the greatest musical theater dancers, th- film dancers of all time, and then to be choreographed by him oh my god yeah i can't even she, she has a big tap sequence it. yeah and that dance
2: yeah, yeah that yeah, dance I number guess. didn't s- seem easy it seemed pretty fairly complex i mean well, what do i know but <laughs> it's very charming yeah it's charming
4: it's probably in her her level of you know experience for yeah. tap or what she's capable of doing he looks great it's cute
2: yeah but i love that that scene starts off in his empty ballroom mm. i like it this way because the music sound makes the records sound better He Mm -hmm. says. He pulls a record player out of the wall. Right. (laughs) And uh, Sonny walks out, and then he gets this, like, ghostly vision of the full orchestra. uh, Amazing. With Olivia Newton John singing. Another instance where this song does not sound period. (laughs) I don't think it sounds very period, this song.
4: No, it's. Again, I think it's a John, I don't, it must be a John Farrar number, Yeah, I think, right? it which be. is fine. I mean, not saying he can't write 40s music. There's, yeah. you know, '40s sprinklings throughout, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. throughout this thing. It's got that little bit of a sound. It's mm-hmm. got the horn sections, you know. You definitely have the brass. You've got that little bit of element to it, but it's, it's somewhat contemporary, yeah. I would say, too. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, essentially we find out that it was Kira for him as well, and she kind of, put the brakes on his, his music career, his musical aspirations, but that's where... So she's not a very good muse. Uh, well <laughs> apparently. Mm-hmm. It works f- 40 years later. Yeah. It, she has a 50% yeah. rate on Yelp. So I guess this is really what is like the the main beat of the movie is we're going to open up this club where nobody dares to go nobody
4: cares <laughs> to
2: go and but but the idea is that it's just it's going to be for everybody. Xanadu's for right. everybody.
3: He it's had a everybody. he had a shady little um comment about 54. I it
2: think you? it I think it was meant, meant as a dig of did you get against that? 54. I missed it. No. Yeah. 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 How did I miss he miss this? He says, "Oh, uh n- none of those movie star types at this place. Xanadu's going to be for everybody." It's oh, like, a wow. Club yeah. the masses.
4: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah,
2: and I was like, "Wait, that's fully
4: Gene Kelly banned from Studio yeah. 54. <laughs> yeah. Olivia can come. Are there photos
2: of him at, of Gene Kelly? Olivia's been. I know oh, that. F- yeah, she Some had pictures to. of her yeah.
4: there, but not Gene. Would be amazing
2: because you would see photographs of like older oh, stars oh, God, there. Yeah. Mean, yeah. oh yeah, for
4: sure. Yeah. Like Martha Graham was. I mean, yeah. Was, like tons <laughs> of people went to that club. Yeah. He like, may have Betty Ford. I mean, my oh God. My like, no <laughs> age requirement. Yeah,
2: I want to talk about the. Um, that weird booth that's like a yeah. holodeck. Oh, the weird soundstage. <laughs>
3: that weird it's, it's soundstage almost like scene. is it like a walkthrough obstacle course
4: a <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a mini golf it's, it's a like mini, golf. mini golf. It's course. a mini golf it's a mini golf in a inside mini golf and I have to tell you, like, as a kid I to the you like were a kid like thought a special effects were cool yeah like i actually didn't I didn't notice it till I was an adult. I was like, wow, that is some really cheap filmmaking <laughs> happening right now. The palm tree just sort of coming up yeah. as plastic. It's very stage. Like, it looks you know, very stagey. Yeah, but when they fly in the air, I was like, that was so cool. And then yeah. I'm like, the train coming out. I mean, like, what is going on? <laughs> ah. They hit every single... I mean, obviously, again, an homage to... The great era of movies, the golden age of movies, you know, with all these wonderful set pieces Mm -hmm. and illusions and things happening, dancing on a set. You know, I get it. I get what they were going for. It's just kind of badly done. But what a great number. Another big hit for them, Suddenly. Oh, that was so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I read that um, Olivia Newton-John broke her coccyx (gasps) when doing this number because they're on roller skates and she she fell down. Oh. yeah. Yeah, her roller skating thing. was pretty impressive mm-hmm. too. She, yeah, she, she did good. Fell down on Burger yeah.
2: It's mm-hmm. interesting so. talking about the special effects because the practical effects were kind of corny, but I really thought that all of the um the special effects were especially when they were the muses were in the billboard or in the mural mm-hmm. and they were just kind of enveloped in that like oh, that pink glow. glow. Yes. And anytime they anytime they would like just like teleport out of the scene, or like all that stuff was is really cool. It's I cool. think it's really cool. Imagine, yeah, it's cool. we were
3: talking last night that it probably had to be done frame by frame, and they probably had to trace over. Yeah, these these the are
2: image. these special yeah. effects people in 1980 are are animating this by
3: hand.
4: Yeah, well, I know if you look at the the mural, it's a really kind of pixelated kind. Of, I mean, I'm saying that for a yeah. mural that was <laughs> done in the 80s, um, but you know, it's not the most clear image sure. until you get up to Olivia close and it's uh, okay. a completely different uh, image of her uh, that looks almost exactly like her. Like, and then she comes out of that. Cause she came out of that like weird blurry image. Yeah. Like, what in the, the wide, I was like, on? which one is her? Like, which one Dead is she going to be? She's and that and teeny little one in the, in the, it's so funny when he roller skates up to her at the end, she's like basically three feet tall. <laughs> like he's <laughs> like, pets her on the head basically when he reaches out to because her. Because it's like the perspective of the, the, perspective, of the image. She's, she would she's be in the middle. Yeah. She's further back. So or she's tiny. Stage center. Yeah. Barely dances in that number. I don't know oh, if you yeah. noticed. She just grabs hands and like jumps with girls. Yeah. And, like meanwhile the that blonde chick, the ballet dancer. Oh yeah. That was in Conan the Barbarian. Oh. The oh yeah. That's that. right. I read that. She's yeah. doing all sorts of crazy pirouettes and stuff. Sure. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. And then in in uh, in the holodeck scene, this is where I really noticed that she was wearing uh, leg warmers mm-hmm. over her skates, mm-hmm. and she continues to wear them with like. When she's just in heels, yes, yeah. But they go from they're skating around. He's kind of showing her, and I think in the logic of the movie, he was saying, "Okay, so this is a recording studio, but this particular booth, what it does is it projects projects images, and that's to inspire the musicians."
3: Hmm. I guess that, I guess that's sure. where they thought music was going in and, 1980.
2: So, I think within the logic of the movie, that stuff's not really there. It's being produced by this booth. Yeah. Because then when the, the boss comes in, he's like, Ah, what are you doing? Get out of here. This stuff's expensive. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it makes no sense. It absolutely makes. sense. What? Basically, they were like, "We're gonna do this scene. It's gonna be a lot oh, of yeah. cool special effects. Yeah. you are gonna roller skate through it." Why does that make sense? I don't know. We just need a it shitty It Doesn't reason. matter. Yeah. You're just gonna come Who in. Cares? It's on the property. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, it, is it a, is a music studio or a film studio? It must be a music studio, right? He
2: said, "Yeah," because she even says, "Like, why do you need visuals for a?" Mu- I thought this was a recording a studio context because yeah.
4: everyone in the, uh, in the theater is going, "What, what the, the fuck f- are they God. doing there?" Like, yeah. it's, but I loved it.
2: Yeah, that's where that's another one of those moments where you're just like don't just just go along just yeah, just, just right ride, ride roll <laughs> yeah, roll along just let it be. So all right, we they find their way back to the uh the auditorium, mm-hmm. right? And this is where we get is this where we get the uh the 80s versus the
3: 40s. Yeah, old the, music the, number. the
4: old oldies music versus new music. Yeah, so oh Kira, Kira dance was that's where she skates. She like, cause she could be alone. Yeah. She tells him that's where Sonny finds when they actually start talking for the first time. And then right. he remembers the place. And I believe takes, or does she suggest, I forget to go and check it out. I think maybe it was actually her idea. Yeah. She was like, of course, cause she's the muse. She's like going to put it all together for you. Cause they can't figure that out on their own, you know? <laughs> so she's gets them to go to that theater, which is the, Pan Pacific Auditorium, Pan Pacific Auditorium, mm-hmm. yeah, which was a, I never saw in person, but um, I know where it was mm-hmm. so it was over on Beverly, kind of near the Beverly Center, I believe, right? It's closer Center, to the Grove, Grove, yeah, Grove, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like I remember just as a kid or a teenager driving past it and just seeing it, but not. I wow. never went in. I yeah. mean, it was closed and abandoned, and since it was the like 70s. a
3: concert venue. Mm-hmm. Okay, Correct? so I,
2: I did a little research, and before. The Los Angeles Convention Center, the Pan Pacific Auditorium, was pretty much the location in L.A. for large events like that. Cool. So they held corporate events. They held sporting events. They had lots of stuff. So let's see. Uh, Ice Capades, uh, (laughs) UCLA and USC, hockey, basketball, um, professional tennis, car shows, political rallies, circuses. Uh, In the 40s, it was used for audience-attended national radio broadcasts. In the 50s, it was used for televised professional wrestling. Uh, Let's see. Dwight D. Eisenhower spoke to a crowd of 10,000 inside of there. Wow, so that was not a small venue. No. Uh, Elvis Presley performed there in 1957 before being drafted into the Army. Uh, President Nixon addressed a national audience in 1960. And the LA Convention Center opened in 1972, after which the Pan Pacific Auditorium was closed. Oh, sad. And it sat in
4: disrepair. For a couple decades. For I a think. couple of decades. When did it burn down? I know it caught on fire. It
2: burned down in uh, uh, 1989.
4: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, destroyed by fire. But it's forever preserved. In, as Xanadu. in Xanadu. Yes. It's also <laughs> it's
3: also at the entrance of DCA.
4: The
2: Disney California Adventure.
3: Mm-hmm. True. They yep.
2: re they uh that kind
3: of 40s art deco kind mm-hmm.
2: of they recreated in. the facade. Mm-hmm. And um at on the site now it's a park and there's right. just like a little like just a little like visitor center in the park that they rebuilt the those fins. right? Just a couple of them. Just as kind of a memory of, of what was there before. But yeah, so we go back that we they make our way back to to this place. And I don't I don't think it's in the reality of the movie. I don't think it's that specifically that location. It's just this is mm-hmm. this exists. Yeah. And we're going to go here and, and use it. But this dance number or the musical number. Oh man. It's half an hour so long. Many I, <laughs> have, so many feelings. I
4: I have feelings. written in my notes. <laughs>
3: goes on way too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: but it's I mean, you have the four. okay, the 40s section, they threw in every yes. single character yeah. stereotype yep. you could possibly have pulled from a 1940s MGM musical yeah. or cultural thing at that time. It is so crazy of the Betty Grable character mm-hmm. you have, the zoot suit, you know, couple you have. Uh, it's so fantastic. Yeah. The Apache dancers. I I just <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's so bizarre and then you bring in the eighties and then it just takes off to a whole nother. Yeah. Whole nother level.
2: Yeah. The eighties section has, well, it has the tubes. Yes. Like the actual band, the tubes is playing. Uh, you've got dancers, but it's so eighties, but it's like spans every eighties genre. There's like punk, looking dancers there's super new wave dancers mm-hmm. there's like flash dance you know like
4: yeah pretty pretty progressive and like kind of for a movie that is the very first year of the 1980s yeah you know yeah. like they're picking up on a lot of things that are coming kind of that like workout wear yes, <laughs> kind, exactly. Kind of, Yeah, exactly you yeah know. i mean i mind you a lot of things might have already been happening sure. culturally and they just sure. didn't hit the mainstream till later yeah but i mean yeah you're right a lot of unitards yeah a lot of unitards yes. Yes, lots of animal print yes some pleather.
2: And these male dancers, these very muscular male dancers, are wearing...
4: Glitter. Glitter. The <laughs> guy doing flips painted that has on that like, teeny waist. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the little one, the little the little woman with the ponytail. That's yeah. Just yeah. kind of jumping around and gets played. Does she get played by guitar, as a guitar yes. at yeah. some point? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I mean, just beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. great.
2: And then, la- yeah, like you said, in the 40s section, which is very interesting because the 40s section has... You know, like you said, the zoot suits, and it's got like the Cab Calloway like dancer. But then it has the two, and it's the woman in, and you can tell this woman is like professional, like like maybe like a ballroom dancer, and she's wearing the black skirt that's kind of slit really high with like a Pat Benatar kind of a top.
4: Yes, yes,
2: (laughs) okay. But okay, but my thing is the thing about the forties, and the thing about this being made in 1980, and it's it's like post disco but you definitely get like a disco vibe from some of the it's, 40s stuff, but that's where the right. that
4: look kind of came from anyway. Yeah. It's a really weird, it's such a uh, 1980. I mean, from a six year old perspective, yeah. I can't give you exactly <laughs> what culturally was going on at the right. time, but looking, looking back now, it's just kind of that era. It's such a weird time. It's yeah. the end of disco. It's the beginning of, of, you know, new wave rock and mm-hmm. a totally different like sound. And when Zandu came out, you know, it's you still have a lot of the the roller skate movies and things like that, but the music was changing. You didn't have yeah. a lot of the disco music anymore. There was kind of a rebellion against it, so it kind of came out at kind of a bad time. I feel like if yeah. that movie had come out a couple years earlier, mm-hmm. you know, it might have sustained a little bit more, yeah, you know, attention. The movie, the soundtrack did great because the soundtrack isn't particularly disco ish. No, it's 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 kind of a hybrid. It's I mean, a lot of rock. Yeah, you know, a lot of synth. A lot of synth in there. Yeah. And then you have that kind of musical theater element kind of thrown in there. So it's yeah. interesting
3: that this also came out the same year as Can't Stop the Music. Right. Too. Oh my, yes. And they have
4: very similar strengths and flaws. They have. <laughs> so I watched the, the, um, the making, not, it wasn't the making of that movie, but about, um, What's his name? Oh, the Alan Alan Carr. Carr. Did you watch <laughs> yes. it? Yes. And Valerie <laughs> Perrine, who played yep. the lead in that. Yep. That part was offered to Olivia Newton-John, and and she turned him down, and he didn't. It's right. Was upset about uh, it. He was bitter. He was right. bitter because he had yeah. done Grease with her, and she was like, "Not a fit for me." Oh and man. And forgot she, about that. Well, it would have been strange if she was in both those. Yeah, movies, yeah. You know, similar, ish. Didn't they have? Was, didn't
2: they have a hard time f- casting that that part, the Valerie Perrine part?
3: I think Valerie Perrine came in in the very last minute yeah. too.
2: Yeah. Oh man, that's another one. Can't stop. Yeah. We'll get to Can't
3: Stop. <laughs> the, you, you can come on for Can't <laughs> Stop you know, I don't know the movie
4: that well. I mean, yeah, I, I I've, I've seen it, it, but it's not one of those ones that I saw. I mean, can you imagine a six-year-old just like right. Get, I mean, oh my God. Xanadu's is enough. Yeah, it's a lot. And
2: so, and Roller Boogie, Roller Boogie is a good one with Linda and, Blair. And which what that's I was saying is one, that yeah. Yeah. like
3: this Xander started as like a modest roller skating movie and then it just sort of snowballed into something big sure um what's the other one it's roller boogie and um maureen mccormick's in it right
2: oh is she in a roller skating movie what? i know what you're talking what? about oh, but i
4: don't know no, no. there was a charlie's angels episode that had a whole roller skating theme too you know this is whole era <laughs> you know it's weird because it started as a disco thing i think yeah and but it it kind of it what, moved into like what other Starlight Express? That was like Express 80, come out. That was like mid 80s. Like okay. 84, yeah. 5, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, roller skating was kind of an, an 80s thing, mm-hmm. um, but 70s, 80s thing. But I don't think that didn't die with disco necessarily. But yeah. It, yeah.
2: Okay. So, Maureen McCormick was in Skate Town, USA. Skate Town, oh. USA. And that I'd was say. 1979. Okay. And that was with Scott Baio. Ooh, and Ron Palillo from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. You've seen yes. Roller Boogie,
4: right? Yes. Yeah. Oh,
2: Patrick Swayze's in Skate Town, USA. Great dancer. All right. Okay. Did some yeah. tricks, maybe. Look at that. Jeez, Louise, a leather vest and no shirt. Mm. Okay, we'll get some clips from that. <laughs> Dirty Dancing's another
4: good movie. Oh, my God, that's, love it. That's got some yeah. mm-hmm. gay undertones. Oh, like. we'll we'll
2: for sure. We'll get to sure. that. <laughs> so, okay, so after, <clears throat> immediately after this huge, over-the-top, probably 15-minute musical number extravaganza extravaganza there's no other way to, to explain it uh, we, we've got this
0: I love it I'll do it maybe I'm crazy but what the hell I haven't been crazy for over 35 years I'm gonna do it and kid I'm giving you half the place you're gonna be my partner I can't do that Danny I can't take that why I don't know the first thing about being a partner well it's easy we share the responsibilities and well, we argue a lot it's like being married without the good part. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: yeah. That that really that's a really good uh <laughs> example of of uh, Sunny's like high school theater performance. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that, Danny. I don't know the first thing about
3: yeah, just acting is reacting, Sonny. <laughs> yeah, and he's Little not,
2: <laughs> he's not matching, you know, uh, Gene Kelly's like, per- Gene Kelly's just like, he I, is I so love it.
4: Yeah, he can't wait to get, and he's like, Ugh, and guess. he's
2: gonna give Sonny half, he's yeah. gonna split this whole he's thing known down him the middle for
4: two days. Oh my god, two days, I love it. And I'm gonna give you half of my fortune. He's rich enough.
2: Yeah. Maybe he's just saying, I'll give you half of what of the take on, on Xanadu you know he's just gonna he's gonna skim off the top then we're gonna get some studio 54 action he has there. a great eye yeah uh to uh which Sonny immediately quits his job yeah just like you take this job you take this job like, and shut it thank <laughs> god we don't have, go have to go back to, back to these people oh again oh
4: man <laughs> it's my favorite scene in the movie because it's the last one yeah
2: it there's like the wacky, like the wacky guy. Hey, Danny, hey, here was the X-rated uh, yeah, details. Kind of the screech. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. yeah.
2: I love at the beginning though, the very first scene of the movie when he shows up to work, they're just like, Sonny, what are you doing here? Like the idea is that he just never goes to work. Or... Yeah.
4: Yeah. And it's always like some sexual innuendo to like, you're such a hit with the ladies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, where were you last night? Yeah. Hey, Can I watch? I mean, kind yeah. of, you know, <laughs> a little bit of that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so he quits his job, and i
3: Is this when they sneak into the Hollywood Bowl? Yes. yes. When, he's, the when he's telling, when he's really telling because yeah. they like pops from champagne. Yeah, yeah, and
2: that leads directly into the animated sequence. I thought
3: Correct. that was interesting that when you look at the bowl setup, that they had those little booths like halfway up. They're in boxes, so like at time to- mm-hmm. at one time at the bowl, they had boxes. Hmm. In like the like m- way th- further thought that back. Was, thought that was interesting. Yeah. I've never seen that. If you're before. sitting
2: in that section now, you're like on a bench. But like they're fully in a box, um, but yeah, this leads into the animated sequence, which I feel looks really good. Like it's good th- for an animated sequence just thrown into they a, got, a,
3: a movie. They got Don Bluth Don right Blue. when he quit. Yeah. Right when he quit Disney. Yep. Yeah,
2: it's uh, it's. I mean, it's this is no like. It's like Grease act- opening credits, it's like theatrical animation. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely like really high quality. I mean, Had- at this
4: point, why not throw an animation? I you, mean, know, you know, yeah. Which <laughs> is interesting that they chose not to do kind of like a the you know Jerry the mouse Gene Kelly thing where you do, oh sure you do the yeah. live action yeah. the cartoon. Instead, they chose to do full animation. Maybe at this point, their budget was just that blown. probably would have like, been too much work. They're <laughs> like, we're just gonna just do it all animation. You know, yeah, their special effects people can't like,
2: no plus they were able to just uh, animate sunny dancing they didn't have to have him doing anything. yeah <laughs> the actor he probably does thing. his best work in that <laughs> animated sequence stuff. i would say there's no as voice the, as
4: as the bird <laughs> yeah. and, the fish. and the fish that's the most emoting i think yep. he does yeah it's it's
2: when in he's in most animated. natural yeah,
4: it works <laughs> and really great
3: rotoscope work where you animate over over like film Called mm-hmm. rotoscope. Yeah, they had yep. like the people d- yep.
2: dan- dancing, performing out the scenes, and then the animators drew, drew over that. But oh. it, it looks it looks really well, uh, uh, or it looks really well done. Um, from the animated sequence,
3: where do we go after that? Does
4: shopping? Yeah, Gene Kelly oh, has to have his makeover. Oh my god, where the, they shopping just, yeah. the shopping he montage. Because he doesn't look good pretty. enough. Meanwhile, he looks great. Yeah. The entire thing. They yeah. just want to make him look like. All the other freaks, yeah, Xanadu, which is fine, you know. Obviously, it's period, he's yeah, gotta look cool. So, they take him to the department store, which I just found a little more history on. Do you guys know about that? That's not a set, that was a real it department it of, store. Is it off of Fiorucci? Of, I believe it was called, okay, okay. No, it was in, I think it was on Rodeo, Fior- it was yeah. in oh. Beverly Fiorucci, I think it was called, yeah, I Fiorucci. could be wrong. But that was like a big department store in the 80s. I was too young for that, but I mean, yeah. apparently, I read about it recently. It's a, it was a really cool store, and all those neon signs, all that stuff was in oh, there. Oh wow! I mean, I'm sure that's they added stuff. Sure, for the yeah. Shooting, ah. but it was a real place. That's really cool. Yeah.
2: All that to make Gene Ke- to dress Gene Kelly like a rerun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the, I mean, there were a couple of outfits where I was like, that's kind of a cool jacket. But I
3: love that opening. I love that opening scene where the mannequins are revealed to be people
4: oh yeah and they're, they're like come out. hither yeah <laughs> come into our retail den let yeah. <laughs> us sex you up yeah yeah is so this okay. is
2: is this the first time that gene kelly notices kira no
4: he's seen her before. He's seen her because before. they have a moment in yeah they have the moment venue i yeah. think where she says she says the xanadu yeah poem the there you poem, go and all yeah. that stuff and he finishes <laughs> it for her and then he's like don't i know you and she's like no. no. <laughs> uh, the, Me? Epic, the epic no. poem Xanadu, which yeah. everyone yeah. knows. You know, we
2: all have that memorized. Yeah, <laughs> just coming off her tongue like,
4: you know, the YMCA. I mean, just like, yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, that's so... And, and the whole thing about Xanadu, is it is it a historical place? Is it like Shangri-La, where it's like kind a mythical of, yeah. place? It's kind of both?
4: Yeah, it was a... I mean, I... Genghis Khan was a real person. Yeah. Now I'm getting that. Normal. Yeah. All mixed who knows? Sorry. What you know, do know? I don't know. Some place <laughs> out in Mongolia. Look it up know. on Wikipedia. A cool place. It's like Brigadoon. <laughs> sure. It just appears magically out of nowhere. And then, you know.
2: Right. <laughs> All right. So, well, I mean, I guess it's a good name for a club. I'd go to. I'd go to. Club sure. I love it. <laughs> isn't there. <laughs> a, I was
3: trying to think last night. Isn't there a a room on a carnival cruise, which is the. Which is is the Xanadu? I world. believe the Xanadu Lounge
2: was, was lounge. definitely on yeah. the on the Ecstasy of the Seas, or <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, what, were, what was it? The Dream or the Imagine or something? The Imagination,
3: the Imagination,
2: yeah. the Carnival Imagination. There you go. Thanks, Carnival. I love a good Xanadu room. <laughs> Carnival cruises. You can reach us at movies that made us gay at mm-hmm. gmail.com. Send us those free tickets.
3: But yeah, I think that what what my big takeaways with the all around the world, uh, all over the world seen in the department stores, that you really have to give this movie credit that it's trying to do something different like yes. even if it doesn't really nail it yeah. at least it's trying something yeah that it's trying to like kind of make this weird new disco roller
4: skate genre or it's yes. trying
3: to be like something that people hadn't seen
4: it takes that dancing number the 80s 40s number and kind of Puts them both together for the first time, like other than that one scene at the end where they all kind of come together because the outfits are very like what you were seeing in that number, Mm -hmm. but like with a contemporary flair and they kind of mix the makeup and the looks and you have people that look like, you know, they're walking out of a Duran Duran video mixed (laughs) in with like, you know, uh, MGM musical like it's it's so bizarre. Yeah. And then there's clothes racks and chicks hanging off it. It's a very se- – the thing about <laughs> ah. the show that's – the movie that's so interesting is like the 40s was a sexy time. Don't get me wrong, but it's you know it's of its era. Yeah. And then you bring in this very kind of sexy contemporary 80s thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you put those together, it, you don't know where to look yeah. or what to feel because it, it does feel 40s. But then it's so modern, mm-hmm. the, the movements and the sexuality mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. that – it kind of takes away from that innocence right. of the 40s elevator. It's Sort of
3: what um, Bez, Bez was doing in, in Moulin Rouge. A little bit, Was yeah. sort of
4: taking a time and updating it. It updated it, to, yeah. yeah. In many ways, it's fa- those are very similar, you know, takes on on the musical.
2: Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, okay, so I guess the big conflict of the movie is that Kira is actually falling in love with Sonny. Yes. Like we said, and yes. that's forbidden. It's forbidden.
4: And so... They go to her someone's dark apartment. Like, that's a scary <laughs> place. There's no lights. There's some <laughs> weird poltergeist TV set. Yeah. it's a little dark. Like, yeah, that. Yeah, is it her place? I, his place? I'm not even I sure. Think it's his place. Is it his place? Okay. Yeah, because what? Well, I don't think Kira she, needs she, like an apartment. In, no, she just lives yeah. in the clouds. She, or, yeah, she
2: just like teleports. Yeah. Back to Mount Olympus every every night. night. Wakes up, and I, and it's I, like, Yeah, I can't, ima- I can't imagine her having like a like an a place like a place like a studio or well, something. She's supposed to live with her sisters in an oh, apartment. Oh, that right? there you go. Yeah, in an with apartment her sisters. With sisters. Yeah. Oh, year. there's a moment in the movie where she starts to say her real name. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, it's. T- and then it like stops, like harpsichord. It's or something, something like that. crazy, One of those muses, yeah. yeah. And I looked it up on Wikipedia last night, and all the muses have crazy names, and hers is like harpsichord or something. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so yeah, that's just a weird little bit of like dumb trivia. Where she's like, "Oh, my name is," bleh. but yeah, it's fully what like is she it's the muse there. Of
4: roller skating,
2: <laughs> roller skating. I mean, yeah, just business
4: club promotion, business yeah. opportunities, <laughs> bouncers. I mean, knows. Who knows? Yeah. But she's good at it. <laughs> that's something that we can. She's good at her job. She, she's And excellent then they, at it. they they somehow jump in the mural, right? Because that's when you get like the, yeah. the Zeus yeah. and Hera so back and forth. She goes back mm-hmm. up, you know, in a beam of light, you know, like Tron. She just goes yes. up to the heavens and disappears. Sunny's bereft and. For who knows how long, but the sh- you know the show's got to go on. But he just can't do it, so he goes back to the mural that you said he painted, which yeah. I didn't really put that together, but it makes no. total sense. And that's when you get a little bit of his nipple as he's like, you know, uh. that was probably the gayest, one of the gayer moments, like the actual like sexual moments, I guess. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wait, there's his chest um, <laughs> as this you know young young little six year old, right? Um, not creepy at all. And mm. um, but he's you know roller skating across. Venice, and gets to the mural, and there she is in her blurry glory at the yep. end of the thing, all three foot feet of her, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he decides he is going to go inside that wall. Oh my god! And he skates yep. right into, right into it. it. Not dangerous at all. No, no. helmet. No. It's mm-hmm. The seventies or eighties, early eighties. He fully no
2: he fully uh, platform nine and three quarters. Mm-hmm. This uh, this
4: mural to. How would you describe Mount Olympus? <laughs> it, I mean, Space it's mountain. It's I like Tron. <laughs> Tron. Yeah, Meets an arcade game. Space I mean, <laughs> it's it's fascinating. Yeah, for it's sure. Place for sure.
3: And then Kira, uh, Kira's talking to Zeus, kind of <laughs> her, her, her dad, <laughs> <laughs> telling her this predicament yeah. that um, I think it's I don't know why Kira can't just go to the the night.
4: The nightclub, well, like I guess the nightclub, just for that night, just for Again, one a night. Lot yeah. There's There's so a lot many of many rules. There's so many arbitrary rules. She can't rules. fall in love. She can't. She's there to work. Basically, she just works. Yeah. I muses, mean, you think it's this lovely. And life I suppose of just that you
3: can't be around for when the actual idea comes about. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe
4: she's being like punished, punished. for falling in love yeah, with him, that's what I was and that's thinking. like, nah, I got to get out of there, girl. This yeah. In your job. There's another dude, you know, in Stockholm. <laughs> You know, with his, you know. Okay,
2: so this is interesting. Uh, Terpsichore is the muse of dance.
4: That makes no sense. Why? She yeah, doesn't dance. The other muses well, are, are
2: epic poetry, dances. history, flutes and lyric poetry. Hmm. This is like Trivial Pursuit. Uh, comedy and pastoral poetry, tragedy, dance, love poetry, sacred poetry, and astronomy.
4: I think they skipped over the whole, like... You know what I do for work. Part of it, and so yeah. we're just going to look fabulous and be diverse and yeah. awesome and sexy. Yeah, and I think that's so. enough. Yeah. that's enough.
2: She's just inspiration in general. That's great. So it works for me. We have to get to this the epic opening night. Well, party. and there's kind of a back and forth <laughs> with Zeus
3: and Hera. Oh, it, it It's very like Archie Bunker and, and Edith. You, yeah, and their couches up there and then they're, they're in the cloud. Then they're they like, finally mm. are like, oh, okay, well, you can just go for this one night. Yeah. Because yeah. we like blur uh, years and centuries together or something. Yeah, and she, Something she's like, like that. She yeah. sings
4: that great ballad that no one ever talks about, like um, Suspended in Time, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really pretty a song. song. I'm surprised it didn't become... hit I mean I think she might have released it and Mm -hmm. but there's just so many good songs on that album I mean Magic suddenly you know Xanadu and then that song I guess kind of disappeared but yeah I always pull up my lighter during that number when I (laughs) see it at screenings (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's a really good good one one. have you seen this movie with the crowd I have I once saw it at the Alex theater maybe I don't know 10 years ago and it was a great crowd they had some of the dancers Oh wow! The original movie that came oh. out, none of the leads were there. Yeah, um, but uh, there were some dancers there, which was great. And I mean, here's one of the things about xanadu and just to kind of come back to like the movie that made you gay. It's like you know, when I watched that movie, it just appealed to so many of my sensibilities. Yeah, you know, it, sure. it was colorful, it was fun, it was sexy, it was campy, it was Olivia Newton-John. You know, it was all these things that I loved even as a six-year-old, and I feel like you know, as I was getting older. I would read more about how this movie was terrible, how it was a bomb and like, you know, not an important movie. And I thought, well, Made me question, like, my little young self, yeah. like what I was interested in do and why like not what I loved. do I not have good taste, yeah, yeah do I not have good taste? <laughs> do I not fit in? And I don't have good taste, but you know, it's <laughs> but that's not the point. It's like all the things that I loved were somehow being discredited, yeah. And then as an adult, I feel like this happens with a lot of things that I fell in love with as a kid, mm-hmm. but you find your people and yes. realize that all these people all along have been in exactly, love and with you had smoothie. no idea, and you had no idea yep. that all these people Thank loved you. it and knew it as in, uh, inside it out as you did, yeah. And and cared about it, and didn't think it was crap, yep. you know, or trash. Yeah, they, I mean, they thought it was amazing and fun, and can laugh at it, can yep. love it. You know, I would imagine that That's Olivia exactly Newton-John probably out.
3: also has a very similar relationship with this movie because well, she had so much like writing on it, and it just mm-hmm. didn't work out. Well, let's, uh yeah. oh let's yeah, listen
2: to a little bit of that. We pulled a good but
0: clip. It, of this. it got what could be kind of called a panning. Um, how do you react to the to these reviews?
1: Well, I actually stopped reading them, which seems to be the safest way. But um, luckily, we make the films for the public and not for the critics. Otherwise, we'd be in terrible trouble. And it seems to be that with Greece, for instance, I think the Roo reviews were worse, or maybe not, maybe not as bad, but no, equally
0: that, bad. Yes, there were there were not good rare reviews. That's for so sure. So we,
1: we seem to think of as a good review as a kiss of death. So I'm am <laughs> kind of pleased. Well,
0: can I can I just put you if you've not read the reviews? put you All just right. just put a couple to you just to see how you do re- react. An experience so vacuous, it's frightening, crashingly disastrous, and a nightmare. Now, the question is, do you think...
1: Nice! So so Do you think it's as
0: bad as that? No, of course not.
1: No, it's it's an entertainment film, and that's all it was... It was made for people to just go and enjoy themselves and have fun, and um, it's not Ben-Hur. It's a fun entertainment fantasy musical (laughs) film, and I think it does that. Everyone that's seen it... Um, has enjoyed it. The, well, who I've spoken to, mm. if they're telling me the truth. That is, mm. but um the kids like it a lot, and I think it's good. It's not. It's definitely not as bad as that,
3: anyway. <laughs> I want her to say like, Darren really liked it. <laughs> Darren really liked but it but a lot. Darren in Los Angeles loved it. It changed his yeah. life. I would. I love that she's just like. We didn't make it for the critics. So shady. People People like could you it. imagine yeah. like just going on a? This is on a British talk show. The year that it came out. Yeah, just getting Like yeah. bombarded maybe, with. Yeah, the critics
4: hated it, but I mean, yeah, also yeah. the musical. F- I, musicals were not a th- really a thing. I mean, yeah. a yeah. lot of musicals. Was the Greece was, yeah. was an exception. Greece was an exception, but then you had, you know, you had Greece. You had Greece, which was great, but really popular. You know. 50s nostalgia the whole thing yep. and then you have you know xanadu and annie which did not do well mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. as a movie you know i just think that they didn't really know what to do with musicals at that time yeah. they were trying to adapt no. them and modernize them in a different way and it yep. just wasn't working and really i don't think until chicago yeah you really had a musical kind of that was really successful. that was there cri- was well even successful but just critically there was sort of a Vita, but the Vita was pretty hated yeah. in certain groups yeah even it, though madonna does have her globe Yes, she does have her globe, you know, and yeah, Evita was. It was it. I enjoyed Evita, but again, you know, I think I'd love to see that done again. Now that she didn't like, get yeah. that. She didn't get that Gaga success, yeah. though. Gaga would be good. Evita. anyway. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Um yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I look back at the movie super fondly, and of it makes me happy. And I'm so happy that I've got to see it on a bigger screen yeah. and appreciate it. I will still play that soundtrack. That's the one thing I think I listen Olivia, to it all the time. That yeah. Olivia can say about. The success of Xanadu, and I've seen her in concert, and she does do, you know, all like magic, mm-hmm. suddenly all those numbers, and that soundtrack did so well. Yeah, and it was a really popular. It opened album. at number one. The Wasn't movie did not
3: make a lot of money, but the the soundtrack did open number one. And she's and when, a singer. When know?
4: was the uh, Broadway show? That was oh seven. Yeah, I saw that. Oh wow! Did it you see it with? Really um, <laughs> did you see it with 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 Shia Jackson? I, oh. And I went to the oh. Q and A after with him. I was wow. sure it's story, but I'll tell about later. <laughs> that not as, not, as, not as scandalous as you think. That, but okay, I do that love him. beautiful
3: Cheyenne Jackson bitch face that he has. Oh, he's,
4: uh, that curled lip. Um, <laughs>
3: he's, he's a beautiful man. <laughs> did anyway, he play uh, Sunny? Was he did. God. He played Sonny. Oh. and
4: um, now that's when you know my Sonny fantasy came alive. Yeah. So Cheyenne Jackson <laughs> play him in these little short shorts, and oh he was super God. cute, and I charming. It. Um, it, what they did with that and did with that that musical, which was so brilliant, is they they played a mosh to it and all the music is great and they Mm -hmm. take it seriously but it's also a spoof it's a farce they play up on all the funny things like her accent like all this she's like she takes on an australian accent as a disguise you know kira does she's like i'm gonna call myself kira like it's, Ah. it's so funny and carrie butler did such a good job with her um they they Made the muses bigger characters, okay. like there's two evil muses oh. that are like trying to sabotage Xanadu. I'm into that. I'm into like yeah. expanding out Mary the story tested. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it was it was well done. Um, very funny, laugh out loud funny. Yeah. And I would I would love to see that actually again. It was yeah really cute, cool. Yeah.
2: Okay, we need to wrap it up pretty soon, but I do want to talk about the giant musical spectacular number. How are we going to get all at that the, in the open or the the opening night of Xanadu, but the closing of the movie? I mean. So Gene Kelly on roller yeah. skates, Olivia Newton John in a harem pants.
4: So much cocaine. Like th- <laughs> I mean, so she has cocaine. she has like
3: one night, one night off. <laughs> I have in my notes um uh it's like Kira on acid trip. Yeah. And mm-hmm. or cocaine. And, and some yeah. of the
4: sisters I, somehow all of a sudden all the sisters are released yeah. from Mount Olympus. And all they all there. get to come and yeah. dance, which is pretty nice of dad.
2: Yeah. But we've got so many genres in there. We've got the you know, we've got the guys in the zoot suits popping and locking.
4: Popping and locking. We You've not, got like, sexy the... disco girls up kind of doing their thing. Mm-hmm. You got the huge troops of roller skaters. That's a big part of it. The kind of amateur hour roller skaters. Yeah. In I like the middle. I like Peppered the extras
3: in. that they just filled in probably from like a radio. A radio announcement that totally they're like show they're up this they're just movie. like sitting <laughs> in this movie they're just like <laughs> sitting around just Where like watching everything and, yeah. You know,
4: yeah and then you have like acrobatics yeah just some yeah. circus mm-hmm. performers yeah. just for fun
2: I have questions about the just the logistics of of being a a patron of club Xanadu mm-hmm. if i go do i do i take or do they rent roller
4: skates can you, you don't <laughs> see the rental booth and i feel like everybody there is on staff like yeah, everybody, everybody. <laughs> there is working yeah. no everyone's in Who's costume going there are no patrons how no. are they making money yeah
2: it doesn't it doesn't make a lot it's of just
3: all the dancers sense. are the ones patronizing you yeah. know they're getting free <laughs> drinks yeah exactly so yeah. they got that liquor license really quick, Real quick.
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I do have to say though, when Olivia John finally comes in singing mm-hmm. Xanadu in the the jumpsuit, she, she looks, looks uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Her hair mm-hmm. is so cool. She's the best like, that
3: she looks in the whole movie. Yeah, she doesn't look like a five year old. No, yeah. exactly. She doesn't
2: have like ribbons and all of that. Mm-hmm. But
3: I kind of noticed when we when we rewatched it, the the choreography that they give her is a little awkward. She's just kind of like yeah, running. She just kind of shimmies around, <laughs> runs <laughs> from around. one act to the other, yeah. and it's
4: just like touching faces yeah. and like shimming next to guys. It's yeah, she's you know, she's she's being the star. Yes, she's yes. letting the everyone work around her, and she's yeah. performing and singing and. So beautiful, and
2: she's got all these quick changes she, into like her. Oh. Like she has n-
3: numerous looks.
2: Country and western. Oh, well, and so
3: like country <laughs> and <laughs> the whole, western. The look variety is great. show. The yeah. variety <laughs> show section. It was very like Mandrell sisters. That's mm-hmm. very like the Brady Bunch variety hour. <laughs> totally yeah. Is.
4: yeah. Yep. Oh wow. So
3: what? So what, are, so
2: what are all the? What are all the like hit early eighties? like touchstones from that scene we've got the okay, rhinestone well, like we have like cowboy urban cowboy kind yeah. of
4: thing you know that was big <laughs> at that time if i recall yeah um you, well it opens with the 40s little tap dance number a yeah. little betty grable outfit she mm-hmm. comes they do the little tap number which is you know an homage to the 40s mm-hmm. aspect of the show and then you go into crazy leopard like <laughs> sexy punky like yeah mm-hmm. gem section mm-hmm. which is again scared me a little bit as a kid because oh, that yeah. was a little advanced sure. for me. I was like, Oh, she's oh, wow, yeah, they're in mini sk- <laughs> leather mini skirts and like I don't know, wet hair and just yep. like running around with their microphones and you <laughs> know, sexy and shit. I was like, That's interesting, but I remember like, but I talked to girls who watched this movie mm-hmm. as a kid and they refer back to like that number and like how that was like so cool, how she sure. was so cool and how that kind of like rock element yeah. was there. Mm-hmm. And they remember that aspect of her, that yeah. kind of feminine kind of hot rock, rock and roll yeah. Pat Benatar kind sure. of thing yeah. that appealed to them. Yeah. As straight young women. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. Cause that's when like, we got a lot of like with very early MTV, you got a lot of really cool female rock mm-hmm. like icons coming in with like mm-hmm. Debbie Harry and Pat Benatar. Yeah. And, Patty Smythe not Patty Smith. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know it was Smythe and not Smith. Well, there's two. There's Patty Smith. Oh, sure.
2: But Patty Smythe is The Runaway. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. Cuz I am the runaway. That's Patty Smythe with a y. Yeah. And she's like more of like just a rock singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We'll look her up later. Um, but yeah, what else do we have? But then the in Future. The, yeah.
4: Then they come out in those like yeah. crazy space That's outfits, very um, the glitter yeah, very, like y- y- a Lee Bowery, there yeah, was a, there piece. was some Lee
2: Bowery looks going on in there. Yeah, yeah it's a little
4: disco, a little Studio uh-huh, 54. Uh-huh. You know, the future, and and she comes out in the Bo Derek like, yeah, you know, glitter <laughs> yeah. braids and the like. Yeah. heavy makeup, and I remember thinking, oh god, I don't know if I like that look for her as a kid. Yeah, that was not the blonde bombshell no, yeah, yeah. I loved you're, you're throughout used the to. whole thing. I mm-hmm. was like, ooh, she's. Yeah,
2: I got a lot. Of, I got a little Rick James from that, Rick uh, James. but it's definitely yeah. Bo Derek. To but totally Rick James. You're actually
4: that's even closer you got you, it's got that sparkle factor. That yeah, you can't.
2: It's very like uh, get to Rick and yeah. that one in that one All Stars <laughs> look where it was green braids yeah. with popcorn, yes, yes. <laughs> Wo- woven in there. But
4: but that oh doesn't God. last long. Then her and her sisters come out. Well, mm-hmm. they're all dancing, and then they transform back into their original mural outfits yep. they're holly. They're back hobby. to the basics yep. and off they go with a little kiss yeah so the ending Ah,
3: controversial the reveal of the waitress oh my yeah questions. oh my god is it so many kira questions. that just gets her little mermaid body and she can <laughs> and she can be on planet earth <laughs> <laughs> or is it someone is it like a doppelgamer that just
4: happens to look like kira I never know.
2: I think it's got to be Kira.
3: I think it's
4: Kira. I think because she's back. Because she gives that kind of smile at the end. Yeah. There's something about it. And even Gene Kelly seems in on the joke. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like, he's kind of like, I found you a friend. Yeah. You know, or yeah. get a drink with this chick. And, like, who knows? Dad maybe changed the rules. I mean, she's amused. muse. She, can she do what the fuck she wants? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, who cares? Or, you know? or
2: maybe he's got a new uh, spark of a new idea.
4: That she's there yeah. Th- now. The Xanadu's done. He's going to mm-hmm. keep going it, it's to the work. next. She is in a uniform. It's work. Yeah, he's so a he's a creative. She's on the clock again. Yeah. yeah, so
2: she's back for her next venture, and it just happens to be back with uh, with Sunny again. But let's hope it all worked
4: out. I wonder yeah. what happens to those two kids. <laughs> <laughs> we'll oh, never know. We'll never know. Yeah.
3: Any last thoughts? Oh my god! On Xanadu. Final thoughts. You know, this so is not a movie that I grew up on, and I didn't okay. discover this movie until probably like, five years ago. Wow. But i had always heard about it, though. Yeah. It's like, it always just had a reputation of just being bad. Yes. <laughs> it's just, yeah. like... It does. It's just the whole, like... I mean, I don't even want to go into it. Just, with like, the whole golden raspberry, like, yeah. the yeah. alternative Oscars. It's, yeah. like, it's poster child. It's a favorite. It's a cult child. favorite. Yeah. A cult favorite. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, and I just never grew up on it. Yeah. And I'm sure if I would have watched this, and we're going to probably watch a few of these movies for these podcasts, that if I were to watch this when I was,
4: like six i would have been obsessed with it yeah obsessed 100 percent. loved this movie my I, entire life
2: i always loved the music i always I like i i just have liked elo for a long time i think the music is just really great yeah
3: and i was also like a total grease kid mm-hmm. i mean my phone case is danny and <laughs> sandy i love grease i know grease like the back of my gay hand i can recite that movie from beginning to end mm-hmm but Xanadu just somehow slipped past me. Yeah.
2: But I do love what you were saying about having something where you thought you were almost kind of a weirdo after a while. Yeah, because like, you were like, nobody else watched it. What the hell was I doing as a little kid watching this over and over again? But then when you realized you're not the only one, and that's what we're finding. The more of these movies that we review, the more I'm just like... I didn't know
4: other people watch that movie. Yeah, and that. I can appreciate as an adult yeah. watching this movie. It is not a great movie. It, <laughs> of it, 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 it's 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 weird. It's odd. But it doesn't cares? make any sense. Some of the acting is really bad. Even with all that, yeah, there is a, a sense of nostalgia. There is that camp. There is that that kind of childhood fascination and I will never lose what I got out of that movie and I yeah. think that's what a lot of people feel when they go see it they will they can laugh at the movie yeah. and joke about it but also talk so lovingly about how great it was to see this mm-hmm. as a kid yeah. and how fun it is and there's a lot of fun music and dancing and yeah. Olivia noon John is just oh my god so fabulous yeah. I so mean she's a she's lovely she's
3: an Australian treasure she, she is. is a treasure
4: indeed
3: <laughs> have you seen her in Vegas I did. Oh my god! I did. Oh, that she was, was a great... subbing
4: for for Donnie and Marie. Oh, see, I did know that. I saw yeah. her maybe I don't know again ten years ago. She <laughs> so funny. She <laughs> she walks out and she's singing. Um, Have you ever been mellow? And she just walks across stage and people are throwing shit at her, just throwing <laughs> stuffed <to> animals <laughs> and roses, and she just picks them up. And kind of nods and smiles and reaches out and grabs a hand and just keeps collecting things as she moves across the stage. Singing this (laughs) very, you know, kind of (laughs) quiet. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is this is this is where she is in her career. She's just idolized and loved. She doesn't have to sound that great. It's not important. It's about just that we're here with Olivia. Yeah, for sure. With O.N.J. Wow. That's great. Well,
3: well. Thank you so much, Darren. Yeah. Thank do you. you. Have that you was to, a lot of fun. Do you have anything you want to plug? You're you're an editor of a magazine. <laughs> I am. But <laughs> you're you
4: know like, what? This night is about Xanadu. Yes, indeed. How could anything I do possibly upstage I know. that movie? I am so thankful to be able to talk about it with you. It yeah. means a lot to me. And
3: how fun. And thank yeah, you for being for our very first on. guest. This went over really thank well. you. Oh, Congrats
4: yeah. on your, your new podcast. Thank I love you. it. I can't wait to hear more.
2: Well, it'll be up soon, and everybody that's listening, thank you for listening. You can reach out to us online if you want to drop us a line. We are at movies that made us gay at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at movies that made us gay, and we are on Twitter at MTMUG Pod. That's movies that made us gay pod. Uh, find us on iTunes where you can leave us five stars and leave us a review while you're at it.
3: Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren. We also have our very first travel episode where we're going to be going to Palm ah, Springs yes. and watching Back to the Beach. Fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I would love to come. Thanks
4: yes, for inviting indeed. me.
3: <laughs>
2: and we're going to watch Back to the Beach. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
3: Bye.
2: Bye.